Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week on the World Tour season, we have our first uh, Canadian guest as we are stopping on the east side of Canada in Quebec as we are joined by Alpha Dolphin. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you doing today, Alpha? Doing fantastic. Uh, was actually really hyped to be here. Um, was just playing Sadex literally five, ten minutes ago. So, I mean, <laughs> ready to talk about it for sure. Excellent. Excellent. I'm ready to talk about it too. But because you're brand new here, we have to start off with the passport check, which is uh, you have to give us your favorite game, favorite game character, and favorite game soundtrack. Hardest thing I can ask a gamer, I know. That's how we start here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's definitely going to go like... Um multiple ways um my favorite game ever is probably donkey kong 64 um it's basically the game i grew up with um essentially probably the only game i play with my family like a very close family um as no one was really into video games when i was younger but uh for some reason my dad really uh enjoyed playing the multiplayer in dk64 so we played a lot of it and uh grew up to be my favorite game i didn't even know there was multiplayer in dk64 Oh yeah, there is, and it's actually fantastic. There's uh, oranges as bombs that you can use. There's a, um, it's it's almost like a third person shooter too. <laughs> it's a uh, it's pretty epic. Nice. It comes to my favorite character. I mean, uh, probably Tails Mouse Prower. Uh, we'll talk uh, about that. I I would guess a little bit in a little <laughs> bit, but uh, yeah, it's it's, it's always been the, the the fox for sure, for sure. And nice. uh, the game soundtrack, uh, it's probably a mix in between melee and uh sonic adventure dx i think they're both of these soundtracks are absolutely insane nice melee melee definitely has probably one of my favorite tracks in the fire emblem theme remix that they put in absolutely oh yeah i remember as a kid when i was i think it was me and my brother we were just playing random multiplayer matches and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden the character unlock music screen goes we're like who the who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then no, it in really... comes Marth on Thousand of Dreams, playing this music, and we're like, I don't care who this guy is, his music is cool. Oh yeah, oh I, well you literally bring back a little bit of nostalgia, like just mentioning it. I have the visuals a little bit. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> that's like my almost my favorite part. That's probably the reason why I like melee so much, like growing up, because it's just like the element of surprise. Like if you if you don't have the internet like with you laying around all the time, or you have a very laggy computer, you know how it was back then. Um, it's definitely for sure a surprise for when a character is going to pop out or like when are you going to unlock stuff or like what what are the requirements actually to unlock these characters so they just pop in your screen like at any time and then boom like you you just don't expect it exactly and with the last character being like mr game and watch it's just (laughs) you see this this the the icon of him and then you're just actually fighting the the guy that you literally saw on screen no nothing hidden it's just him it's just like oh (laughs) okay then yeah (laughs) wasn't expecting that but okay um so with that let's uh let's jump into our headline of the week and boy is it a doozy uh one of the biggest things that's been going on in the internet right now is that some bayonetta 3 controversy it's uh about a week away till bayonetta 3 comes out and boy oh boy has there been a lot of hot uh drama around uh, the actors of this game, starting off, uh, Platinum Games, they have come out and made their statement in regards to this whole uh, drama, which started with a series of tweets from original Bayonetta voice actor Helena Taylor, who claimed that uh, she was breaking NDA coming out and saying this, that she was only offered $4,000 for reprising her role as Bayonetta. So she obviously said no, and Jennifer Hale was brought on as the new voice actor, and the Platinum Games came out with their statement, siding with Jennifer Hale's statement, which was brief, because her statement, she said she's, she's still under NDA, and 
It basically ended with every actor's rights to be paid well, and I sincerely ask that everyone keep in mind that this game has been created by an entire team of hardworking, dedicated people, and I hope everyone will keep an open mind about what they've created, end quote. It's uh, It's been bad. It was a series of tweets basically saying, hey, don't support Bayonetta 3, give your money to charity instead. Both Hale and Taylor, though, have been subjected to toxic internet users via Twitter. And uh, some bigger things kind of came out regarding Taylor in that uh, Bloomberg found some documentation regarding the original pay offer. She was offered three to four K per session over five sessions, which was something that she left out in her tweets. Was that deliberate? Well, we don't know. Uh, but it means that Taylor would have been paid at least a minimum of $15,000 for her voice acting role in Bayonetta 3. The reports also say that she turned down this offer and made a counter offer of a six-figure sum plus residuals. Uh, Helena Taylor, however, denies uh, this. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, it seems to kind of be fizzling down now with the game's release on the horizon. My two cents in this, honestly, people have been waiting for Bayonetta 3 for a good while. Even And yes, it's shitty that a voice actor was pay, was offered a very low offer. Uh, they should be, and it has riz, what's the word I'm looking for? It has brought up the, there should be more awareness for voice actor pay and equal pay for them. But, you know, shit happens, but people have been waiting too long that they're not going to boycott this game. Some people will, but the majority won't. What are your thoughts on this, Alpha? Uh, it's definitely a big controversy when it comes to, um, you know, like having both sides of the coin just unleashed at the last second. It's um, it's definitely like one people's take versus a massive uh, enterprise that just uh, goes back um, within their rewards and their proofs. Um and we'll, we'll actually do their best to actually uh, counter these accusations like really, really fast. You know, it's 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 pretty hard to um, come back from a situation like this when you're actually uh, being proven to be actually lying like directly on social networks. And especially as a, a big career like that, um, that person had for uh, the Bayonetta series. Uh, this is a big role. This is definitely big paychecks. And this is. This is a whole career we're talking about that basically just ruined the bag. Um, and, and, and with her doing this as well, uh, Helena Taylor also does risk being blacklisted in the industry. Oh yeah, no, definitely. This is this is nothing to play with. You you just don't go around, especially if you don't have uh, proofs to back you up on that. This is this was probably not the best idea, in my opinion. <laughs> now, granted, other things have come out at the lead developer for the Bayonetta series, whatever his name was. Dude is a bit of a not a great person, apparently, and just very weird. His Twitter account, the guy has like rules. You're not allowed to like at him, or he'll just block you. You're not allowed to speak English to him, or he'll block you. Looking at that, looking at that, it it was just kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, shitty that uh, it was a low, 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 low offer for the work. Shitty. It's more shitty of how things kind of went out with both her and Jennifer Hale getting attacked via the internet. But uh, yeah. Uh, that's our headline of the week. Let's see what happened for the rest of this week. Uh, let's dive into the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. And to start it off, we got some game releases. Some, a lot of big games came out this past week. Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, that is now out on the Switch. Gotham Knights is out on the next gen systems. And the very popular party franchise, Jackbox Party Pack 9, that came out as well. And I downloaded that day of. Haven't touched it yet, saving for, saving it for a game night with the boys. But uh, I'm excited to see what Jackbox has in store. Uh, as for video game news, starting off Capcom, they held a Resident Evil showcase showing off the new Winters DLC for Resident Evil Village. And they also gave us more gameplay for Resident Evil 4 Remake. But I have some sad news about that. Remember the dog you could save at the beginning of the game? 
the dog you can no longer save. It's just dead. They killed the dog. Capcom have killed a dog. And it's just sad. In game developer YouTube news, Masahiro Sakurai released a brand new behind-the-scenes video on his YouTube channel revealing early, never-seen-before footage of a prototype for Smash Bros. Which was really, really cool. Uh, did you see it by chance, Alpha? I don't think I saw that, but uh, that, that sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I believe it was like when it was still in the early developmental, like when it was called like Dragon King or something like that, when it was like still in the experimental stuff. But yeah, it was really cool to see uh, and see. And also, Mass Sakurai, he's looking good. It's good to see that the band's looking good still, <laughs> especially after all the stuff with him being done with Smash Ultimate. Glad to see the man still uh, doing well for himself. In some more horror news, hey, Konami came out, and they came out swinging with a franchise we have not seen in a while. Silent Hill, it's coming back with, like, five new things. Starting off, Silent Hill 2, that's getting a remake. They're getting a new entry, Silent Hill F. Uh, they're getting another movie, Return to Silent Hill, with the director of the first Silent Hill movie, Christoph Gans. They're getting an interactive drama series, Silent Hill Ascension, and they partnered with Annapurna Interactive and No Code, who developed stories and told an observation, and they're going to be working on a Silent Hill game, Silent Hill Townfall. So that's it's, that's also, one, great to see that Konami's trusting their properties with other game publishers and developers. So... It's looking good, and if, like I said, horror fans eating good. You got that Resident Evil news, you got the Silent Hill news, it's all great. And also, who's eating good? Final Fantasy fans are right now, because Final Fantasy 16 finally got a brand new trailer, introducing us to its world and the kingdoms, a little bit of lore, a little bit of kill a guy, get some blood on a child, that child turns to Ifrit. You know, just the regular stuff you'll see in a Final Fantasy game. We got a little bit of gameplay in the trailer, but it was more of a cinematic to sh kind of just show off the world and the icons and all of that. It's it's looking good. Uh, I'm excited. It is also a reminder, it is only next-gen uh, PlayStation 5. Get your PlayStation 5 if you want to play uh, Final Fantasy 16. In some Halo news, Halo Infinite... Their next update, there, which is November 8th, co-op and forge modes open beta. They're coming, finally. Hopefully, they work. Because that game does not. <laughs> it's a sad thing to see how Halo Infinite just treated the Halo franchise like a piece of poop. Um, it's more Final Fantasy news. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV's patch 6.25. Uh, was released, introducing the new variant dungeons uh, on top of other things. Uh, the new variant dungeons allow players to go down different routes, fight different things, and see new things each time. And it also introduced a very popular new enemy and a mount and a minion, Silky, which is just a hamster with a giant cotton ball tail. And people are going gaga over the hamster. Good job, Konami. Or... Square. God damn it, I said Kana, Konami on the brain. Uh, in some Sims news, we got two big Sims story. First, Sims 4 is getting official mod support, which is super cool. Uh, they're partnering with CurseForge to get all that set up. And The Sims 5 is finally confirmed to be an early development and will be introducing a brand new build mode to the game. So, Sims fans, uh, congrats. You finally no longer need to pay for all that Sims 4 DLC soon. Uh, again, the game's in early development. We probably won't see anything about it again until maybe a year or two from now. In some Sony news, the PlayStation 5 DualSense Edge controller, which is the premium customizable one, that's launching January 26, 2023 for roughly 200 US dollars. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know about you, Alpha, but I don't know how I feel of spending $200 on a controller. 
This is uh, quite a lot of money, honestly. <laughs> Especially I, uh... being Canadian, where oh, yeah. we know it's going to be an extra... Uh, yeah, at least an it's... extra 80. Uh, the Canadian bucks has been uh, suffering in the latest time. Uh, I, I can say that for sure, that... Uh, We've been we've been struggling with uh, a lot of things uh, in Canada, but you know it's uh, it's how it is, and hopefully it'll change soon. But uh, gotta gotta get some uh, some force, gotta get some power to uh, change that. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure uh. if that's gonna be anytime <laughs> soon. So yeah, hopefully we get some control reaction. With yeah, uh, <laughs> I gotta get specific. that new dual sense that dual sense edge. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. It's gonna be top of the line. Yeah, I mean, might just save uh, money for about a, you know, a year and a half, and then maybe we'll be able to afford it. Maybe, maybe. In some sad news, depending on how you felt about it, G4 TV, you know that uh, that TV game gaming channel that you know died years ago, and they brought it back last year with like a bunch of new people, like Gerard the Completionist, Fiona Nova, Casim G. Well. Uh, some news was broken via email that made its rounds on Twitter. They shut down. They uh, Comcast shut them down. They're done again. They lasted eleven months. R.I.P. G4 TV. We hardly knew ye. Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> really rough. Uh, but it's some in some good news. Uh, if your name is Sir Wiggles the Great, Kerbal Space Program Two that'll be arriving on Steam and Epic on early access on February 24th. So we finally have uh, the release date for the second Kerbal Space Program game, which is great. CD Projekt Red, however, giving us some more bad news, especially if you watched uh, Cyberpunk Edgerunners. They have confirmed that there is no plans for a season two, as of right now, at least. That may change, but as of now, there are no plans for a second season of that anime. But it was really good. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I've seen a lot of good memes about it. In some Australia news, McDonald's in Australia is offering an Overwatch 2 skin via the My Maccas app. You can basically order in through the app. You got it. You can. It's you have to order like a combo of like a ten piece or a Big Mac. I can't remember the full list, but basically order the combo. You get the tracer skin. Easy as pie. I the biggest thing I found out about this was I love that the uh, the Australian McDonald's app is called My Maccas. I love that so much. <laughs> uh, and lastly, if you are a fan of Elden Ring, you are not going to want to miss this. Elden Ring's soundtrack is being turned into jazz for a live concert. A Night in the Lands Between will be led by Grammy-winning saxophonist Kenny Garrett and Japanese trumpeter Takuya Kuroda. This show is happening December 3rd at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. They'll have two shows, a 6 p.m. and a 10 p.m. show. It'll be live-streamed as well, but in order to watch it, you need a ticket either way. $25 gets you basic access and $50 for a commemorative ticket and a digital soundtrack. This is, I believe, the ticket options for the uh, to watch it uh, live-streamed. I don't know what the IRL ticket prices are if they have gone up yet. Uh, and if you, wanna, if you don't want to catch it live, but you want to watch the VOD of it, you're still going to have to pay. That'll be $15, and these are all USD as well. But still, really cool experience to kind of see... Uh, what's most likely going to be the game of the year for 2022. Uh, but that's it for the world of video games. In the world of TCG this past week, not much happened. Pokemon, you got the Charizard Ultra Premium Collection coming out October 28th. The View VMAX League Battle Deck comes out November 11th. Silver Tempest on November 11th as well. And the Scarlet and Violet base sets drop March 2023. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! Our Master Duel update of the week. Konami gave us premium card sleeves. Or deluxe card sleeves. They're, they're basically like, basically holographic sleeves that will change from Scott, the, the, one, the basic Sky Striker to the Lake Monster Sky Striker. Which is whatever. I don't really care. I got them. They're like 180 gems over like the 100 gems that they usually are. Eh, cool. 
Uh, but in the Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG Worlds, Darkwing Blast is out now. The Dark World Structure Deck comes out December 1st. The Dark Magician Girl Accessories on February 9th. As well as Photon Hypernova. And we also got a name for that new Trap Tricks Structure Deck coming out next year. Forest of the Trap Tricks, which is coming out this year in the OCG. But you'll be able to get it in the TCG next year, February 24th. And in Magic the Gathering news, the Pioneer Challenger decks come out November 4th. The Brothers War comes out November 18th. And the 30th edition of Magic the Gathering uh, begins, or, orders begin for, uh, begin on November 28th for you to get those. That's $1,000 USD. And lastly in uh, Magic the Gathering, Post Malone. He's the new Secret Lair's drop in Post Malone X Secret Lair Backstage Pass. This drop will feature cards from Posty's personal deck. Uh, the lands, the land cards, those will feature some of his tattoos in the artwork. Pre-orders are happening right now until the 14th of November, and the official release is the 28th of November. So that's actually really cool because Post Malone has uh, shown his love for magic and it's been a, he's been a reason a couple people got into the game themselves. So glad to see that they're doing something with Post finally. And lastly, in some board game news, Critical Role, they're releasing another novel based off of Campaign 2's, Campaign 2's villain, Lucian. Critical Role, The Mighty Nine, The Nine Eyes of Lucian is the book. And uh, yeah, if you're a Critical Role fan, uh, be sure to pick that up when that comes out. And that's uh, everything in the world video game world this past week. Do you have any comments on any of those things, Alpha? Um, personally, I think, uh, the collaboration with Post Malone, that's really, really cool. Um, I'm, I'm a big Post Malone fan myself. I listen to a lot of his music, so I think, uh, it'll be a cool thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's when I read that. I'm like, no way. <laughs> Cause I remember watching a video of, I can't remember who it was. I think it might've been TMZ that went into like a card shop with Post. And Post Malone spent like a thousand bucks there for some cards. I mean, it was it was great. It was great. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that's everything that happened this past week. Let's look ahead to see what's coming out next week. For here's what should be on your radar from October twenty fourth to thirtieth. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. And starting off, no games on the Monday as usual, but on Tuesday, Garbage Pail Kids, Mad Mike, and the quest for stale gum comes out on the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord comes to the PS5, Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. Horse Club Adventures 2 Hazelwood Stories comes to the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And Victoria 3 comes to the PC. No, no, no releases on the Wednesday, but on Thursday, Saturnalia comes out on everything. Signalis comes to the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Star Ocean, the Divine Force comes to everything but the Switch. Arkanoid Eternal Battle comes to PC, PS5, PS4, Series X, Xbox One, and the Switch. Gun and Fire Reborn comes to the Series X. Moonshine Inc. comes to the PC. And so does Sackboy, A Big Adventure, a formerly a Sony exclusive, now making its way to the PC. And Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr comes to the PS5 and Series X. And lastly, on Friday, Bayonetta 3 comes out on the Switch. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 makes its full release on everything but the Switch. Resident Evil Reverse copes to the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, finally. Uh, Resident Evil Village makes its way to the Switch. And the Winter's Expansion comes out on everything for Resident Evil Village except the Switch. Factorio comes out on the Switch as well. And Live by the Sword Tactics comes out on the Xbox One and Switch. And those are all the games coming out. Any thoughts on any of those, Alpha? Um, not entirely sure. Um, definitely some of them sound like uh, a steal, but uh, I mean, we'll definitely need more information on um, how exactly the teasers uh, are and everything, but I'll definitely look into it as uh, we go through um, looking into each of them. Uh, I think I think they, they are definitely um, titles that could very well be very great games. So, I mean... 
to be um, looking in the future. Some of the big ones that stand out for me, obviously, if you're a PC player, Sackboy, uh, that game did really great on PS5. Pretty straightforward game uh, for the Little Big Planet series, but, you know, glad to see it. Uh, Star Ocean, the brand new Star Ocean game. That one I know that some people have been looking forward to. Uh, so that's really cool. Bayonetta 3, of course, kind of being like the biggest game this week as we tackled it in the headline of the week. Modern Warfare 2, we've been seeing things on... I've been seeing things at least online. Uh, they showed this like one scene and it looks like super realistic. And I didn't even know it was the new Call of Duty until... I read the captions like, yeah, this is the new Call of Duty. And I'm like, god damn, that looks like real life. Uh, and of course, Village making its way to the Switch and the Winter's expansion being the big thing for Resident Evil fans right now. Reverse! Honestly, people are... Kind of, I, I don't know how I feel about Reverse. It looks interesting with the concept, but boy, that footage that we saw many moons ago. I don't think it's aged that well. <laughs> Uh, but that's everything uh, that should be on your radar. It's now time for us to jump into what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And uh, our first topic of the day. We're talking some speedrunning, we're talking some world records, and uh, we're talking with Alpha about that. So we'll start us off, Alpha. What got you into speedrunning? This is actually hard to say because um, there's def definitely different um, events that made me get into speedrunning. Uh, the first big one, I think, was um, when I was looking around the DK64 playthrough. I was just done with, uh, I believe, my third year of high school because in uh, Quebec here, we have five years in high school. I believe it's totally different in the United States. Uh it's also just different here in Alberta. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I was just done with my third year of high school. I was kind of just bored in the summer and I didn't know what to do really uh, other than go to the beach and uh, be on shores or whatever. So I was looking at a DK64 playthrough because since I couldn't really play since we were away uh, for about, I think, a month um, in vacation uh, with my family. And uh, I just saw on the side uh, of uh, the video that I watched that there were some Easter eggs with glitches from speedrunning. Um, of the of the game that I was just watching, so I was like, "Oh, what's what's speedrunning? What is this?" And um, I started watching a little bit. Uh, I believe the first trick that I've ever seen it was the moon kick, uh, which is very very well known uh, in the DK64 series um, as a, a, a definitely a game breaker for sure. Um, and just seeing all of these exploits just being hidden completely from my face as a kid, playing it for years and years and years literally illuminated my eyes uh, to a point where I was like, I could probably try that. And um, I got, I I got, I think a gaming laptop like two months afterwards. And as soon as I, I got it, I was thinking to myself like, wait, should I, should I start speedrunning? And then I just looked into it and I was like, wait, what game should I speedrun? And uh, yeah, that's pretty much how uh, I got into speedrunning. So what <laughs> was the first game you uh, speedran? Oh, um, I think, I'm not sure if it was Sonic Adventure DX or Sonic Adventure 2, but it was uh, one of both for sure. And um, I definitely didn't know how to approach it at first, but uh, I think I was just trying to look at Talon 246 run. Back then, that was a world record. I believe it was a 24.52 in game time. Uh, very old run, but absolutely ridiculous to watch at the time. Uh, a teenager like me was absolutely astonished to see how crazy uh game breaking the game was and um i wanted to see more so uh i got into sa2 i believe and then after not too long after that i started getting into sadex and that's where the legacy began nice so y you hold a couple records in sadex uh so would you mind going through uh, your records and how you got those i know let's start with uh probably going back to your favorite character is tails you hold the world record for tail story uh, yeah, I believe I am a 12-time uh, world record holder of the category since uh, back in 2014. Um, I'm pretty much um, one of the main ones that actually uh, pushed the category to its limits where it, it is today. Absolutely ridiculous how uh, progression this category is just specifically came through. Yeah, definitely Tails was uh, the first record I think I held in the game, and it's 
I don't know. There was something about it. There was definitely something about that category as a whole that I really wanted to get into. I think it was the movement, uh, just being able to fly everywhere. <laughs> that was like something that I thought was <laughs> a cool idea, you know, just going fast and everything. Because you see everyone playing Sonic, but I was like, wait, what's going on with Tails? What's what's up with the boy that's like behind all the time? Like, what's what can we do with him in the game? And then I, I started laughing for years and years and years. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it turned out that way now. Uh, it's it's just gotten way bigger and way faster too it's ridiculous um yeah so i tails is currently the i think the only one that i have as a full main uh game board but um in the past months i got the all series record which is also commonly known as the any person category of sonic adventure dx um and i also grabbed knuckles story for a bit and gamma story nice Starting with Tail Story, what are some of the major skips that you discovered, if you did discover any major skips? There was, um, essentially, there was um, a lot of uh, skips or um, glitches as a whole uh, that would uh, make the category way faster were found um, way, way, way long ago um, by a tasser called THC98, um, who is absolutely... Um, gorgeous at finding stuff um also it's personal uh was also a, a big 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 influence on um today's era of sonic adventure dx um but there was a lot of um task strats that didn't seem even possible to human beings and that were not really basically they were just overlooked they were basically just seen as something you cannot do like unequal to humans what they can actually do with their hands you know like inputs that are too complicated or too finicky, too precise to actually put in play uh, in a single segment run. In ILs, it, will, it was more adapted a little bit, but uh, people were definitely held back when it came to full story runs. So most of the tricks that I actually discovered um, were just an influence that I took from uh, some some tasks that uh, seemed ridiculous at the time to actually use to make uh, single segment runs. Like uh, the biggest the biggest example I guess I can use is um, the second clip uh, from Ice Cap. Um, it's very, very precise and to actually make, um, the, the jump, because there's a skip that saves around nine seconds, which is a clip into the wall that is ultimately precise. And you need a massive amount of speed to actually make a gap that will uh, connect you to a platform when you're dropping down, um, to land where there's a massive ramp that will take you to the end. And that saves a lot of time. If you actually can land on the platform, I found a way to, uh, make it potent for speedrunning um, in single segment and also kind of make it consistent so everyone in the community can use it. There's a new thing in Windy Valley, which uh, I found, I, I believe, last April or last uh, March, which is called, I, I called it the Dolphin Drop. And um, there's also an alternative to that called the Dolphin Dive, uh, which is, <laughs> um, it's it's a strat that it, it's pretty stupid to just um, think about that like uh, that way. But um Windy Valley was just uh, essentially dodging a kill plane, going on, on the left side of the stage and then going back as uh, there was no kill planes. So you would just drop down to the end of the level, but you had to take a line that's completely out of bounds uh, to actually come back from it. And uh, when we went into debug mode, uh, my friend hit me up and said, hey, um, there's something weird about those kill planes. And I was like, what, what's going on? So I checked into it and it seemed to be that there was two kill planes on top of each other. And no one knew that because from above, you basically just see like a flat uh, zone of red, which is how it's indicated as a kill plane in debug mode. Um, but if you drop down and you see yourself um, and you place yourself like in the middle, you see that there's two uh, kill planes uh, that are flat lines connected to each other. But there's a massive gap in between that um, basically just fits almost uh, Tail's body in terms of height. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. And um, I started experimenting a little bit, dropping down and seeing like, can you actually um, just phase yourself through both of these skill planes? And it turns out that you actually can. You absolutely can do that. And uh, it's saved around a second or two, like if you do it really fast. And um, yeah, that's how it, it evolved. And nowadays it's just way better, so, way so faster. So you're, you're phasing through the two kill planes. Yeah. yeah. It's, wow. so, it's it's a, cool. so it's a lot like the uh, fast FR strategy and... Um... Yeah, Sorry, I bet you do. Uh huh. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. So what what what's the time? What's the like the world record currently at for Tail Story, and can it be optimized even further? Um, I said the new world record. Um, I'm going to bring the date. 
uh, as I have it with me here. It was officially set as 1737 in game time or in real time, 16 minutes and 50 seconds on uh, September 23rd, 2022. Wow. So, so a, a little, month ago. A little almost about a month old now. Yeah, just already it's uh it's it's been almost a month, and I mean I I I remember it like it was yesterday. It's just I, f- I feel like time just flies way too fast when you're a speedrunner. You uh <laughs> you go fast in games, but life just hits you back with like the, the same speed. It's crazy. <laughs> I see you like to speedrun games. Well, how about I speedrun your life? <laughs> that's luck spinning. Gets, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in it's in fast and fast and fast and furious. It just goes and exactly. goes. Exactly. Um, And so all stories, you hold the world record for that as well. Uh, Walk us through all stories on what are some of like the harder, what's what's the hardest things you have to do in an all stories run? Oh my goodness. That's a big question. Um, (laughs) Because there's some small stages that are so difficult to actually play well because they're just really, really precise. But if we're talking about all the, all the game, in my opinion, I think uh, there's like three levels that are basically contenders for that at the same place. I think Amy Hot Shelter is definitely the longest stage in the speedrun world. Uh, times that you get will be around a minute and a half if you're very, very, very fast. And the, the whole stage is a nightmare unless you're on uh, three Red Bulls, I guess, every time you do it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty, It's you need full focus for that because uh, the, the mi- minor, minor mistake that you do will cost you the entire run. Wow. There's a new thing in uh, Final Egg with the, the same category in Amy's story that's uh, called the Wall Float, which was a task strat that uh, Hazel found back then uh, that we just looked into it. And it's, it's basically um, reversing uh, Amy's skit, a- skit animation from... Um, a crooked wall and you basically get pushed up with the gravity inverted to make it up the wall and then do a clip that's super super hard so i would probably put that in there and uh at the same place i would probably put sonic lost world as a classic contender um because it's a two frame it's basically a whole level that um has kill planes everywhere um and not a lot of ground to actually stay focused in and just um basically just have under you you know you're always in the air or uh there's just back-to-back tricks and then at the very end of the stage you have to do a two-frame window trick that's also tied uh to positioning which make which can make the job way harder if you're not positioned properly and uh, with the pressure of the run or just the stress of the end of the run as it's um one of the last stages uh just the one before the last one which is final egg uh it's ridiculously hard i think i think it's probably (laughs) Okay, if I have to choose one, I'd say probably Sonic Lost World. <laughs> yeah, I choked so many runs recently to it. It's it's hard. You see, I feel like a good, and I've thought about this. I feel like a very funny joke speed run to do on like an April Fools is to like play do a normal Sadex run, and the second you get to Sonic Lost World, you play Sonic Lost World the game. Instead of the stage, <laughs> and then you go back and finish the the, the Sonic story run. <laughs> do you have to do both Lost Worlds, like the game and the stage, or do you just have to do Lost Worlds? See, we're gonna need some specifications here because I mean, if we're actually doing it, you, you do. I mean, you kind of have to do both, but uh, it's like yeah, it's as you enter Lost World, you switch the game, and then when you finish Lost World, you go back and play Lost World. And then finish the speed run. <laughs> basically, you do double Lost World for one Lost World. That's that's a hard challenge. It's basically the ultimate way of doing the Lost World experience. That's that's the best you'll get for your eyes and also your enjoyment as gameplay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the combo speed run nobody knew they needed until now. Oh, absolutely. As we speak, Gordon Ramsay is already labbing this out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the man doesn't have a minute to spare. He, uh, <laughs> he's been grinding Project 06, goes back to Lost World, goes back to other Sonic games. You know, on the grind. The man's great. I fucking love Gordon. Great guy. He's amazing. Yeah. Listen to that. Listen, You can listen to Gordon on this podcast, actually, if you go back a couple seasons ago to listen to that. We'll definitely look that out. Um, amazing 06 runner. 
Um, and I mean, just great speedrunner as a whole. I think he has a great idea, has a great information, and he definitely has a speedrun brain to it. You know, you see a lot of people that have very good movement or good understanding of movement in games, but you also need a very, very massive brain to actually find strats and actually elaborate them into becoming uh, the future uh, of what you want to push as a game. And I think this man is a, a good definition of uh, what a great speedrunner is. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Uh, and now before we get on uh, a tangent of just simping over this man, um, <laughs> <laughs> you... What what are your what's your end goal with StatX for your speed runs? What's what's like your end goal you have with this game if you do have one? That's really hard to say because um, it's been a long time before uh, since the game was active. Really, there was there's been like uh, top runners that were just pushing the game uh, silently without saying a word, um, and the game was always a little bit dead in the in, uh, in the last years before. Um, Shoutouts to Sora, by the way. Uh, Sora came in and just basically started releasing resources and uh, pushing stuff to make sure that uh, runners were actually comfortable with learning strats because Sadex is a pretty hard game to uh, get into because there's a lot of stuff to know about the speedrun as a whole. And I think the community is developing at, at a rate that's just really, really fast. So it's hard to say uh, how much I'll be grinding in the future. I'll, I, I don't know yet if I'm going to be grinding that much Um more as time goes on or i will be trying to um show off stuff to people that are that are new to the game that are trying to push it as far as i uh had in my dreams as a kid you know um but as we speak right now i'd say probably um i want to get world record for all of the small categories in sadex other than sonic story because i believe they're really important and they're also all very cool they all have a uh, very specific movement to them that uh differentiates uh one from another and uh, I think right now I'm, in, I'm top five in every single category of the game. Um, I think I would probably be rooting for uh, top three, top two uh, for everything. And probably as a very end game goal, probably World Records on Story, which is something that I didn't do yet. Nice, nice. And I know that for, is it for Sonic Story, you have to, you would have to face off against uh, the legend herself, Katie Four? Nowadays, uh, there's another person that uh, took over the Sonic Adventure DX era, and uh, this man is called Nixer. Um, he is probably one of the best speedrunners I've ever seen in my entire life. The man has an uh, unbreaking focus that just no one has ever seen before, and he has basically the whole package when it comes to speedrunning. Um, he discovered big tricks like uh, TPSSS, which is Twinkle Park skip, 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 because there's, yeah, three skips. Three skips? Oh, oh. And I yeah. thought Crazy Gadget skip, skip was a mouthful. Oh, no, no. There's more S to come. <laughs> it's oh not over. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, what is, what is, okay. So, what's Twinkle Park skip? What's Twinkle Park skip, skip? And what is Twinkle Park skip, skip, skip? Okay. So, Twinkle Park skip uh, was a regular trail skip that people used to do. Uh, back then, it's a pretty old trick that uh, was used even, I believe, in 2011, 2012, uh, when when the whole SADX uh, speedrunning uh, debate on if uh, IL was better, single segment was better. Um, that was basically what was um, used back then. Um, it was just a bounce off a ledge in Twinkle Park that will uh, that would send you to another piece of the track. That's like, I believe, 10 seconds, 15 seconds onwards. So it saved a lot of time just as a whole, like back then without really knowing uh, much about it. Um, and then after that, uh, there was TPSS, which was found, which is a, a trick that was originally used in Dreamcast because you, you basically don't have a lot of kill planes that will cover uh, different parts of the stage on Twinkle Park and Dreamcast as opposed to Sadex, which is basically filled with kill planes as uh, the dev probably intended other people to stop launching themselves out of bounds or in voids <laughs> to just, you know, kill themselves in game. Um, but uh, I don't know. They, they definitely uh, patched a lot of things in Sadex that uh, didn't have back then in Dreamcast. Um, so you, essentially what the skip consisted of uh, was just um, going off a ledge the same way that you would do with uh, TPS, but you would go way, way, way much further into the stage and you would just drop down completely and fall on a, on a piece of the track that you cannot see uh, until you have actually dropped down to the place where it is. And it was patched uh, with, uh, with kill planes for SADX. And uh, the only way to actually make it on the same way that you would do it on Dreamcast is to get past two kill planes in a row, 
which is you have no choice. You, there's no place to go in between or around. You had to go directly through kill planes, just like uh, Fast Far and Sonic Adventure 2. And uh, yeah, you, you had to basically deal with that. And it was it was a big deal. And there's there was no way that people would actually go for that and runs. People actually did it. And some people actually were able to uh, face through kill planes because of the dropping speed that you have. Sometimes the values rank up by one um, as you're falling down. So sometimes the kill planes will basically just let you go. It's like it will give you a pass, like a, a card to, okay, you can go. Um, but most of the time, I'd say like one out of 14 chances, you don't, you don't pass it. So it was a very unfortunate thing to have around. No one was really attempting it. So, and that was saving around 20 seconds over the TPS that everyone, everyone was already using. So it was okay. pretty big. So TPSSS. Yeah. So this is where things get actually kind of cool. Nixer. Um, well, actually I guess I'll, I'll start with that. Um, I think around six months ago. Um, I was just uh, labbing things in Twinkle Park because I was thinking back at TPSS uh, with my friends on Discord, which uh, were uh, Skewed Master, Spacebar, and uh, the Seymour homies, by the way, shout outs to them. Um, and I was trying to figure out something and there was, um, since there's three different clip distances in SADX, which is one is near, which is basically you don't see anything almost of the, of, uh, the, the whole stage until you reach uh, further parts. Uh, there's the normal um, range of distance, which is uh, regular loading that you would see probably on console or Xbox 360, whatever. And there's the far version. And the far version of this clip distance has objects in the air in Twinkle Park. And they all have some type of collision. So I was labbing Twinkle Park uh, by myself, and I saw that you could actually use the object to launch you onto another part of the stage uh, with it. But you would have to face through a kill plane once again. And at some point, I just um, thought I just didn't clip into the kill plane. And I thought it was weird, but I didn't make it on the other part of the stage. So I told my friends, like, hey, I think there's something to do around that. And Spacebar said, uh, well, okay, I'll try to, to, to go find it. And he basically just didn't look at the gameplay that I was doing or uh, the example that I had uh, recorded. So he started trying to look around and see where uh, I was trying to do that. And he ended up clipping into a ledge that led to the other part of the section. And he said, oh, I just did it. And it was completely a different thing, like an absolutely different thing. And that saved uh, five or six seconds over TPS, which is what we were still using because we couldn't use TPSS. Um, so we're like, okay, so you would just do TPS and then we um, would do that trick, which is now referred to as Space Launch, which is a backup if you don't have enough rings to do TPSSS. And then Nixer thought about it and he was like, wait, there's probably something more that we have to do to even save more time. So the same day that uh, two, uh, two people from the community found Skips and Twinkle Park, Nixer found TPSSS, which is uh, all related to RNG and rings counts. Um, you have a card in a uh, twinkle park which is essentially working on the uh, values of 10 and the more the more rings you have the faster the car will go and there's capsules at the start of the stage that will give you rings um to actually have uh, enough speed to actually do stuff with it and the uh, nixer uh was using the debug mode and saw that there was a kill plane that had a little bit of a cut on the left side of a of a flat zone um a little bit on the outside of the stage so he thought it was weird so he went full blast mode at 80 rings which is probably the max value of rings that you can have until this section and he basically just went directly into the ledge and he made it so far that he skipped the kill planes and actually was able to snap to a loop that was completely outside of the section of tpss which was even faster than tpss holy and shit people started looking into it and as a whole, it's actually consistent. <laughs> so nowadays we have something that saves around 30 seconds over, well, it's it's 21 to 22 seconds, I think at best over TPS, but with uh, with TPS and everything, like if we remove every skip uh, from that section, it's around 32 seconds faster than doing the stage normally. So it's really, really fast. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like good 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 on them finding it <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's also a really hard trick but it's it's a very very cool discovery it definitely pushed uh, sonic story way more i mean we had a recognition um or, or representation at the games done quick and since that games done quick representation in 2021 there's been just 
discoveries back to back to back and it's it's actually crazy <laughs> that um we just have to um get used to all of that like at all at once because it just it's dropping almost every day it's almost like a daily uh daily news about uh new discoveries found <laughs> so it's great to see but uh yeah that's uh that's a pretty big thing nice uh, I got another question here for you. It's about speedrunning, but about a different game that I <laughs> spied oh, no. on your speedrun.com profile. You uh, hold the world record in some Nintendog categories. Yeah. <laughs> what got you into speedrunning Nintendogs? Oh, I got wasted. Okay. Um. <laughs> how do I phrase this? Um. I woke up. Uh, one day and I was on discord um, like probably 10-15 minutes uh, after I woke up and uh, I was just drinking a coffee and relaxing watching YouTube videos and I joined the VC which is um, which were like two of my friends uh, close ones that uh, were playing games and uh, they were watching like the most you know um, underrated speedrun lists of uh, I think games that you could actually speedrun but then it was just like a joke it was a massive joke around like what you could do in games and uh, nothing, and then oh, definitely not games that you just want to run or grind because there's not much to do with it, right? So uh, my friend goes, "Hey, uh, do you want to speedrun a game that is within this list?" And then I just look at the list, and um, it ended up, you know, being <laughs> um, a lot of games that I didn't know. And then I saw Nintendo Dogs, and I was like, "Wait, I played this, I think, when I was younger." And uh, I started looking into it, and uh, I said, "What if we speedrun Nintendo Dogs?" And we both started laughing. And uh, we actually started trying, and uh, I um, thought it was funny to speedrun <laughs> the dog, so I kept doing it for around two weeks. And essentially, I grinded enough to take uh, the main board categories <laughs> as world records for that. And uh, yeah, I just came back to my friends like, "Hey, I I got the records for for it." And then yeah, we just started bursting and laughing, and uh, we thought it was a, a cool thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the meme speedrun that I did, but I still think it's cool. Still think it's a it's a change of pace, definitely from a fast paced movement game uh, that Sonic series are, especially in three D. Um, yeah, I I O O O over and over again is a it's, it's a different world. It's a different experience. It de- it definitely is. I got one more question for you before we move on to our second topic, uh, and that is: is there a game? out there that you want to speed run that you have not speed run yet kind of actually cool that you're saying that because um that you're asking it actually because uh there's a game that's releasing on november 8th that i'm actually looking really really forward to oh, uh, uh, called sonic frontiers uh, oh we heard a lot about it um as an open zone slash open world game uh that will include a lot of uh new stuff and new mechanics with the uh, still like drop down uh, with speed and basically almost like an RPG, and I'm uh, very excited for it. I, I watched a lot of uh, leaks for it. I'm I'm sorry I have to admit um, for the movement. And there's a lot of things you can do in that game, so I'm definitely looking a lot forward to it. Um, yes, it's play. looking really good. We covered uh, a lot of frontiers on this podcast with Argic when he was on, um, and also if you want some good uh, opinion pieces on the game, you can check out uh, both Emerald and Dawn, both homies of the podcast. You can check out their episodes as well. Uh, they put out some videos on the game as well. Mm-hmm. It's looking great. Frontiers is looking fantastic. The comeback. The comeback of a series that you thought maybe was going down the drain. Maybe for real for this time. Well, that's it for our first topic. Now, before we get into our second topic, I do have some breaking news as we are recording uh, this podcast episode. As it revol- involves speedrunning. Uh, the first batch, the first wave of uh, the AGDQ 2023 preliminary games list has been dropped. And uh, oh, we got a Sonic block this year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I saw that. <laughs> and uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to some of the runners. Uh, first, Trader, friend of the podcast, Trader. He's, uh, he's, running, he's running Frog Gun in AGDQ <laughs> uh, coming up. So... Huge shout outs to Trader. I love to see that it's uh, the the frog game that he's uh, running. Love to see that. Uh, and also, before going into what the Sonic block is looking like currently, uh, Angelus, De- Angelus Demonis, they're going to be running Final Fantasy XIV 
uh, which if people who listen to this podcast know I've recently become addicted to, they'll be doing a Palace of the Dead solo as a machinist, floors 171 to 180, with both hands on the keyboard and no mouse. Which is wild. What the fuck? I didn't know that you could even do that. But yeah, uh, Palace of the Dead speeder on tough. Uh, it's a tough place that Palace of the Dead and to do it solo as a machinist. Oh, I'll definitely try to tune into that one. Uh, but as for uh, the Sonic block and how it's looking, you got Kirby Master running Sonic Adventure two. Uh, it looks like they'll probably be taking a poll on what character they'll run. Uh, between Amy, Cream, Tails, and Knuckles. Hypnotics playing Sonic Blast for the Game Gear, doing a Sonic versus Knuckles beat the game race uh, for awful games done quick. It'll be a race between Hib and S2. So look forward to that. The Blue Mania uh, will, and uh, Subaru will be running Sonic Colors Ultimate Egg Shuttle Mode. Revolution is going to be running Sonic Heroes Team Dark Unrestricted. Spec will be and Spec will be running Sonic Unleashed for the Wii uh, all day stages. Uh, and that's currently uh, what we have so far. There will be a secondary selection submission period uh, November 6th to 12th. Uh, once that's completed, then the full list will be up. And uh, yeah, that's going to be sweet to see. That's the breaking news from me real quick. It's now time for us to dive into our second topic, uh, the fut- which is the future of speedrunning communities because you have a... Uh, you play a big part in your communities that you're involved in. So what, even though I think I know the answer to this one, what speedrun communities are you the most involved in? Um, Basically, um, I'd say definitely SADX way more. Um, but uh, I am pretty much around a lot. Uh, basically all of the Adventure Series communities, which is uh, Sonic Adventure DX, Adventure 2, Heroes, 06, uh, and Shadow the Hedgehog. I think uh, they're all very, very cool games. And uh, I'm definitely um, looking forward to basically anything that happens in all of those games. But definitely SADX way more um, as I'm moderating uh, the game basically on a daily and, basis. And that was, that was going to be my second question is, are you a moderator in any of them? And, hey, there's uh, that, yeah. that, was that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, an adventure mod series um, for, uh, well, basically for that series. So basically... Um, for, so if anything happens, you know, if uh, we need to add a game, we need to change stuff, we need to, um, you know, make updates around rules, resources, anything, um, then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the people to go to. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, and a big thing, uh, you, uh, what, what are you hoping for the future of these communities? I'm hoping that um, they have the best time of their lives playing the games uh, that they're playing right now because um, seeing people just so positive and so nice to each other on every single day and seeing how um, encouraging it is to actually uh, push the game as much as you can. Uh, some runners will push it individually and some, some other runners will try to push it as most as they can, um, you know, like pushing themselves over boundaries um whatever whatever uh, type of improvement you want to have um communities are always very very nice and encouraging and uh it's it's a very warm uh ambience and a, a place where you feel nice to be and i just want those communities to stay the way they are uh as we speak right now because it's it's amazing it's just very very great to see that nice um what's what's the growth been looking like for the SADX community <laughs> Um, the growth has been absolutely ridiculous. Um, we started having an event channel, uh, back in 2021 called, uh, Caesar underscore events, uh, on Twitch, if you want to go check it out. Um, and, uh, it basically, um, has events for all of the five games I mentioned earlier. And, um, this with the Sonic story tournaments, uh, hero story tournaments, dark story tournaments from SA2, uh, we have a, uh, team Rose LTS tournament coming up soon. Um, have been increasing greatly. Um, all of the communities, in terms of uh, members, in terms of active uh, viewership, in terms of active players as a whole, it's just been very, very, very big. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely been way better than I've ever seen to this period. Really nice. Uh, are there any big events happening soon on Sacer? Um, there's uh, 
as I, as I just mentioned, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead, ahead in, in questions. I'm just uh, feeding information a little bit ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a Team Rose LTS tournament coming up. And there's also uh, in December, uh, the Sonic Story Tournament Part 2. Uh, the last Sonic Story Tournament was in 2021. Now we have another one in uh, uh, 2022. And uh, it's going to be pretty big. There's definitely a lot of entrants um, and a lot of people who've been improving greatly. Um, that I'm fearing a little bit in bracket, for sure. Um, and I can't wait to phase out. I cannot wait to see um, how the races are going to turn out. And I hope uh, anyone that uh, hears this podcast right now um, are actually as hype as I am because it's going to be great. And uh, there's also um, marathons and stuff uh, coming up, but I'm, I'm just not going to leak too much info. But the 2023 is going to be a busy year. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, OK. You heard it here first, folks. 2023. Will it be busier than previous years for you or what? Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. A Tony's Game Lounge exclusive right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got one more question for you on this topic. What advice do you have for new members who are coming in uh, or for those who are still on the fence on whether they want to jump in? And this could be for joining the communities or for speedrunning itself. Don't be scared um, to go and talk to new people. If you just joined a discord community or any any communities i'd say even i'd go as as far as that um don't be scared to look out for resources asking questions to people and getting to know people because uh you basically have nothing to lose on that i see a lot of people whenever they join communities which i i was um exactly the same way uh tend to stay back and be unsure about uh you know engaging conversations or just asking information you you don't know like maybe like you're imposing something to other people but um, anyone that's in the communities, especially for Sonic Adventure DX, will be will be doing almost anything for you to improve and just so you can be happy as much as they are, actually. So, I mean, never be scared to ask for anything. Um, people are going to be there and they, they will greatly appreciate the fact that you're going up to them just to ask questions or anything. Um, they'll be there for that. All righty. Uh, is there anything else you have to add on either your speedrunning speedrun communities anything anything you have to add on either of the two topics not much actually um i'm looking very uh much forward to uh games on quick this year as you know it's it's to my own surprise that uh some of my great friends um in here have some cool runs coming up and uh you know some of them i know uh they've been trying to get into gdq for a long time and you know it's been it's been big dreams for them so um i'm very very proud of them for being there and also um I'm, I'm glad that their dreams are finally getting um, real because it, it's something that, you know, most people don't actually see as a possibility. Most people just don't don't really think that's going to happen someday. And it just happened for uh, today for them. And I'm just I'm just proud of them. So um, there's not much I'd like to add uh, other than that. And uh, the fact that, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here once again <laughs> alrighty well then with that then it's time for us to start wrapping things up and let's head on in to the bonus level community Q&A's a look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week here's this week's bonus level and starting us off in the bonus level would be the community corner but your host may have forgotten to put a thing in the, the Tony's Game Lodge official discord this week because it's been a busy week for me so apologies but we do not have anything on the community corner this week but next week and I'll be sure to put something in for next week uh, you can submit your questions by joining the official Tony's Game Lodge discord link is in the description of this podcast uh, that way you can uh, submit your questions any gaming related questions to us and we'll answer them here on the podcast but aside from that, let's dive into this week in gaming history. Let's find out what happened in video game past from October 24th to 30th. On the 24th, 2014, Nintendo released Bayonetta 2 for the Wii U in North America. On the 25th to year 2000, Nintendo released Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask for the Nintendo 64 in North America. On the 26th, the year 2000, Sony introduced the PlayStation 2 in North America. It could play it could play PlayStation games and the price was 300 US dollars. On the 27th, 
2009. Rockstar Games released the Grand Theft Auto 4, The Ballad of Gay Tony, for the Xbox 360 in North America. On the 28th, 2003, Square Enix released Final Fantasy XI for the PlayStation 2 in North America, the very first Final Fantasy MMORPG that was very different at launch and not, not, not great. <laughs> but they fixed it, eventually. On the 29th, 2002, Sega released Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2 for the GameCube in North America. It could be played offline in single-player mode or online against other players for $9 a month USD. The price was $39.99. And lastly, on the 30th, 2002, Nintendo released a dial-up modem and a network adapter for the GameCube. The price of each was $35. The achievement of the week this week goes to, is in Jackbox Party Pack 9. It's in Nonsensory Gas Leak, which is to go 25 rounds without a fart. So don't, don't fart. Hold it in. We believe in you. <laughs> and the game of the week this week is Bayonetta 3. Uh, and with that, that is another episode of the Game Lounge wrapped up. Alpha, thank you for coming on the podcast. My pleasure, for sure. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, the Alpha Dolphin. Same thing for Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Alpha Dolphin. And um, uh, same thing on YouTube, actually. But I believe this is only Alpha Dolphin, no the Alpha Dolphin here. Um, but uh, I have uh, great videos on my PBs and also resources. Uh, if anyone in here is uh, that is hearing this right now or uh, interested in the speedrun of any games mentioned a little bit above in the podcast, um, make sure you go check it out. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much it for me. Alrighty. And of course, you can find me at uh, Radio Tony on Twitter and at Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, uh, and basically everywhere else uh, where you can find me streaming a variety of games, posting a variety of things, and uh, just doing things and existing. Because <laughs> that's what we're just trying to do in this wild world we call Earth. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week. Be sure to like, follow, share the podcast wherever you're listening to this. And we will see you back here in the Game Lounge next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok for more updates.